2: Okay. Three, two, one.
0: What are you laughing at, Tony?
3: No, just always funny. Look how
0: happy Tony is. Oh I boy! Know. You know, when Tony smiles, the whole world smiles with
2: him. I, Tony, are you aware that there's no book club in this episode? If you—if that's what you're so, smiling yeah, about. Yeah. She was just.
3: No, I forgot there is no book club. This Uh, morning, so you went ahead and read. So you read ahead a little bit. Wow, a little bit. I'm sorry. Sure.
2: Yeah. I bet they get pretty
3: steamy. I well, maybe that's why I read ahead.
2: Damn! Now I want to read those chapters. (laughs) Look
0: at Tony.
3: Literary porn. How great! So happy that we could
0: be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, it is awkward. it's definitely. The four of us. Come on, we've all been
2: together for a long time. We should be beyond awkwardness.
0: Has five it, years. Has it been five years? You know what? Five I years. think it's going to take another couple years for me to feel comfortable <laughs> discussing the uh, porn literature with the others. It's a romance
3: novel. It is a romance novel. It's very sweet.
0: Oh, very sweet.
4: Do people who might be tuning in for the first time listen? <laughs> know what book you're talking about? Oh, okay. So, it, Well, nobody's listening to this because this, we don't
2: do a cold open. But if we were to be doing a cold open, we would tell listeners that we're reading the book in our book club, Get a Life, Chloe Brown. But we're not discussing it this week because this is a special episode we're about to start.
4: Right. And Tony, right. pick the book. Yeah, yes. to, we
0: we foolishly let Tony pick the book. And you know
3: what? I've been right. reading the book. I feel like it was a good learning It's a good learning lesson.
0: What's a good learning lesson? Learning like h- how how you'd
2: masturbate yeah. if you were a guy. Oh my yes.
3: God! <laughs> no. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah, I can tell you if you ever do find yourself owning a penis, that that's how you do it
0: for okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, my guess is that Marjorie Taylor <laughs> Greene is going to read from this book on the floor of the house soon. <laughs> That's funny.
1: (laughs) Not
2: as a filibuster, just as a mistake.
4: You know, and it has this happy-go-lucky title. Get a life, Chloe Brown. You wouldn't expect (laughs) all the sex stuff that's on the inside.
2: I feel like sex could be part of a happy-go-lucky lifestyle, personally. Well, but, um,
0: so
3: you know, I, can't, I can't wait to discuss it next week. Cause we're I, not talking about I it. I know, know, we're so going to so-
0: do the show. The original title of this book, it was the working title, and then they changed it to Get a Life, <laughs> Chloe Brown. But originally, uh, uh, there's some white stuff on your face, Chloe Brown.
3: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> oh,
1: stop.
2: There's <laughs> some white stuff on your face, <laughs> Chloe Brown.
4: Yeah.
2: All right. Let's do this, everybody. You ready?
0: Yeah. Clear yeah.
4: the deck. You know, my niece just called me the other day and she was like so upset because when I asked oh, Paula that she farted on stage and then. I, my niece was so upset, I couldn't even understand the whole message she was ranting. But it was something about when I asked Paula when she farted on stage, and what was wrong with fart, we came up with toot, and toot was such a worse word than fart, she couldn't even believe that, that we had that conversation. Yeah.
3: To- I stand by toot.
4: And she goes, and now what? We're not going to call a penis a penis?
3: <laughs> it,
4: yeah. It's comforting to know that if we have any new listeners on this show, <laughs> we don't have many more. Vic can take this out.
0: Yeah, you know, by the way, Um, new listeners, I distinctly remember my manager, Bonnie Burns, as soon as she said, you know, that ridiculous, grotesque uh, thing, she said, oh, we'll take that out. (laughs) Oh,
3: I guess it didn't get
0: taken out. Clearly not.
3: Maybe it was that got taken out, the taken out.
0: Right,
4: that's what happened. The message was
3: confused. I kind of
4: felt like I might have walked, over into the land like frost on stage, where it was an inappropriate thing for your manager to be yes. saying. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. was an inappropriate question that. for a manager to ask
2: her client <laughs> in a public oh, forum like thought. a
0: podcast. Yeah. I never thought Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. That no, that's exactly what I did uh, what when went I heard it. I but I was, I was so comforted by, I I'll take that. that. We're, we're cutting that out. I, so then I went, so yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah, uh, it wasn't cut out.
0: Yeah. Reliable. Reliable Bonnie, Bonnie burns <laughs> so I'm sorry. That's I don't remember saying
4: we'll cut it out. Uh, <laughs> well, you guys kept doing no. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. I was sure. going to call you afterwards and gone Gee, I kind of felt like I crossed the line. Do yeah. You want me to take it out?
0: Uh huh. <laughs> Instead, you sent an unedited version to your niece. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: yeah. No, she listens to No, 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 that, no, it. that. What <laughs> a drop! America
2: got to hear your manager America asking you, to... oh, yeah, if you, if you fill your stages with your own effluvia during yeah.
0: the show. Yeah, America and and one guy in Moldova. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he
0: surely isn't listening anymore. Guys, no. I am starting the show, wait, wait, right? no, I forgot that we haven't started Oh, yeah. Yet. Oh, my God. I totally forgot we were doing the show. You know, we're taping <laughs> on a Wednesday, and we usually tape on Tuesday. Right. I just thought we were sitting around talking about the show we did last. No. oh And this no, is a kind of
4: comfortable we're... conversation I had in mind. Oh, this when is? When I said we should do a cold open and let people see what happens before we officially start the show.
2: Oh, I ahead. am in no way comfortable.
4: Yeah. Oh no,
0: but so many listeners <laughs> are
2: fascinated right now.
0: just fascinated
4: 19- oh.
2: well, they might be oh. they might be more fascinated when we get to the actual content, which we're Give doing a, right now. We just
4: gave them a peek behind the curtain. Clear the deck. Oh yes. yeah.
2: Okay. Coming to you live from our houses <laughs> in Los Angeles, California. Sorry. Can, we
1: still,
0: can I ask God you something? God damn it. Every time. <laughs>
1: Sorry. She never Adam. fails. That's because okay. she doesn't
0: hear a goddamn thing. She didn't no, even I know. I do. She doesn't. She didn't even know that Adam had started the introduction. No,
4: I. my thing just sort of tailed over when he started. You know, Paula called me grandma the other day. How does
2: anyone listen to this show? I
4: just heard something. And she went, Yeah, grandma. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't even have to say okay. You can just oh,
1: okay.
4: stop. Oh. <laughs> okay. You just did it again. All right. <laughs> no.
1: Not all right. Just zip. <laughs> Coming to you live her from our house in <laughs> say, Paula.
0: Just start
2: Coming to you live from our house in ready. Los Angeles, I'm California. Ready. I'm not stopping. It's
0: Five, it. Nobody <laughs> Listens to All About Five, stone. Your coffee field guide to life. Okay, Adam. Now.
2: Tonight. Now that the world is activated.
4: Over. Honestly, it's really good and I think you should start from the top.
0: Yeah, Adam, it wasn't smooth. Can you smooth it out? <laughs>
2: Oh, was my performance on smooth?
0: Well, if you could, if you could smooth it out a little bit, that would. I, I, that my would apologies,
2: Paula. I don't know what was wrong. Was I will try again. <laughs> it
0: was a little bit halting. I felt it was a little bit halting. Halting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know why that would be. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, let's try that again
2: and make it, Maybe I could be less halting in my delivery this yeah. next if time. If you could,
0: thanks. That'd be good.
2: Yeah. Okay. Sure thing.
0: You live I would say I pouring honey if I were you. I'd try to visualize, <laughs> like, pouring honey. You see that? I'm visualizing three people being trapped in amber.
4: Does that help? <laughs> oh, God, I just did a spit take all over my
0: microphone and my computer. Don't worry about yeah, that.
2: For, that. From the big book of things not to share.
0: Yeah. There's you know, Bonnie. Liquid and, and electronics have long gone together, so don't you worry about Best that. Best
2: BFFs. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go.
0: Remember that underwater radio show that was so popular there for a while? <laughs> yeah. 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 What, whatever happened to that woman? Huh? She drowned. Oh, jeez. All right, go ahead, Adam. Go Coming ahead. Whenever, <laughs> you know what? Whenever you're ready, what? we're going to leave this up to you. Go ahead.
4: I'm
2: ready. Okay. Yeah.
0: Coming to you live from our houses in Los Angeles.
4: <laughs> my audio all <laughs> fucked up because I got water on it. I'm going to be, I get upset when he's yeah. upset. Yeah. Uh, Well, he's going to be upset
0: now.
2: You don't get upset when I'm upset. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay, Adam, what I'd like you to do... What I'd like you to do yeah. with this intro, thank you, is, Some notes, uh, some notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I would say I want a little bit of energy, a little bit of excitement, but smooth. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like smooth. A, yeah, like a you know well, like. Was a, I
2: halting again that last? You're time? You're a little bit
0: halting. I, I would say. Oh, you know, good to know. I don't know what it was. Picture yourself sort of on a uh, you know on a straightaway, a little bit downhill while you're cross country skiing. That, you know, these are I, purportedly short. This is a mini episode right here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We don't, you know what, we don't want to rip the <laughs> listeners off. That's, you know.
2: Oh, believe me, that ship has sailed. But here we go. Coming to you live from our houses in Los Angeles, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, now that the world is activated by this Barbenheimer craze, you're probably wondering sure, I'll see Oppenheimer because it's the breezy feel good popcorn slick of the summer. But what about that Barbie movie? Too dark? We'll let you know by screening the 1968 cult classic Barbarella. Does that make sense? Well, neither does Barbenheimer, and everybody's doing that, or <laughs> Barbarella for that matter. It's our summer movie review show. <laughs> Adam Felber. This show's Indiana Jones, still dragging my bones through the tangled streets of distraction and diversion in relentless pursuit of an ancient and long-lost artifact known as rational discourse. And now, please welcome the relentless shark who returns to these waters every July to once again prey upon defenseless bags of nacho cheese Doritos... It's Paula Poundstone, yeah. summer edition.
0: Wow, so good to be with you all. And before I say another word, I want to welcome back our house band, Justin Bercobian on the harmonica. Yay. Thank you, Justin. Oh, Justin. I didn't know he played you know, harmonica.
4: He does. He, does. When he was on, he did guitar, I think. That's him playing
2: now. He's multi-talented. At some point, he and Julie Berkobian should work out how they're related in some way. Our yeah. producer, Julie Brickobian, Very <laughs> yeah. Seems like a very rare last name, and yet here we have one a, a returning house band and a producer
0: with the same last name. Where were you raised? Gosh, there were Bracobians all over our town. You know? Oh, uh, really? Yeah, Berkobian's Market. What town was that? Uh, you know, Subbury, Massachusetts. Berkobian's Market. Uh, Berkobian Elementary School.
2: All right. Well, I, I stand corrected. Hey, but Paula Poundstone, what's new with Chew? You? Um,
0: you know, I told you before that I started a TikTok account. And I keep getting emails from TikTok saying, congratulations, you have 99 notifications. <laughs> but what they don't do is explain Uh what the bloody fucking notification is. And I have found that frustrating because I don't know what it means. But then just yesterday I was using my flip phone, which is the phone that I talk on, and it was making a bunch of noises while I was talking, I believe, to Bonnie. When I pulled it away from my ear and looked at it, it said I had seven notifications on the flip phone. But again, there's not one button or word anywhere on the flip phone screen that I can see. I don't know what a notification is on the flip phone either. So what I'm wondering about the rest of the world is, are you guys having meetings that I'm not invited to? (laughs) It seems that there's a language, you know what I mean? There's a language that everybody else knows what it is, but I don't know what it is. Uh, Notifications.
2: I can't really speak for your flip phone because it's such an archaic technology. But usually, when there's a note, when it's something says it has a notification, you can click on that notice about your notifications, and it will
0: show you your notifications.
4: But aren't notifications texts? Isn't that like people texting? <laughs>
0: on the flip phone, it would be a message. Oh, by the way, which I'd okay. Just- I bloody hate it when people text me. Notifications are generally a little more
2: generic and less personal than than texts and things like that. A notification might be, hey, look out. Uh, The air quality in your neighborhood isn't that good, says your weather app. That's a notification. Or, um, hey, you've got five new friend requests on LinkedIn. That might be a notification. Yeah.
0: No, I keep getting emails from LinkedIn that says because I remember telling you guys a long time ago that I got repeatedly an email from LinkedIn that said one person has noticed you.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
2: better than I've done on LinkedIn.
1: So I've never good. even
0: I never even opened yeah, a LinkedIn so account, but I'm kind of proud of this. Uh, recently, the emails from LinkedIn say two people have noticed me. So <laughs> I, that's oh wow, that's a fifty percent increase. That I have doubled. Well, as you
1: always
2: say, Paula, you want to build things one listener at a time. So being noticed is a great step.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah, boy, the jubilee I had over that, and what it's done to my career. Well, you can see for yourself.
2: <laughs> I'm looking behind you, and Woo. it looks like a, you know just a higher quality pin and the board behind you
0: oh boy yeah wendell my assistant and i have added new titles uh, to our uh to our titles
2: oh really what's yours
0: president and ceo
2: oh wow that's good and wendell
0: uh, assistant to the president and ceo of <laughs> oh so he kind of he kind of piggybacked on your upgrade yeah, yeah I, see, I see oh man yeah, you know what good. the holiday parties of this company are so exciting it's just me and Wendell in the kitchen.
2: But with all those titles, it's got to feel like a crowd.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the awards. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, you know, you do the awards thing. That keeps the employees happy. Right. He's got an employee of the month all through the spring. And, and God, he loves his parking space. So God. my company him. has really grown because yeah. Yeah. of LinkedIn. I want to thank you, LinkedIn. I know that Mrs. <laughs> and Mr. LinkedIn are listening right now. I, have, I don't even know what I, the fuck LinkedIn is. Uh, but I'll bet you they have notifications. There were a mom and pop
2: uh, employment business founded by Abraham Lincoln back in the nineteenth century.
0: <laughs> Stop it.
2: You're welcome everybody. There's a dad joke from me to you.
0: Wow. That was that was good though. That was fast. Thank you. And it was it had a historic tinge to it. I liked it.
2: Oh, oh thank yeah. you. I kind of stumbled into it. Hey, as long as we're here, let's say hello to the rest of our cast of characters. We've got uh, Tony Anita Hull Yay! Uh, against a completely blank white background <laughs> there in, in uh, Sherman Oaks. What's up, Tony?
3: Uh, you know, I'm just working on this baby shower. I just like what's taking what up baby most shower? Of my, t- my friend Lori's baby shower.
2: Is it Rob We've talked and- about it twice on it's our show. It's not Rob and
3: Maddie's TV. baby show. No, it's Rob
0: and Maddie. Ow. And uh, Lori is a stand-in. The-, the
3: surrogate?
0: Yeah, Lori's a surrogate. That's beautiful. That is Rob just
4: and beautiful. Maddie aren't even They're married, even married yet. yet. They haven't They're
3: even been married They're for haven't another like, an year interview. and
4: a half. Um, right. So, so for new listeners, so Rob and for- <laughs> Maddie are.
2: Bonnie is obsessed with this new the idea that we might have new <laughs> listeners. I
4: am because I like um, people to get the full input of our show. Okay.
2: So, Rob and Maddie are Tony's friends who who obsessively document and celebrate every oh moment God. of their
4: lives.
1: They, they do including, oh including inviting
2: Tony to a getting engaged party. Not a, not an engagement party, but a proposal party where proposal where they bust party. in people oh to God. pop out of bushes. It was um, a proposal and, and, party. Yeah. Yeah. But that was after their first date party and uh their first okay. insertion
0: party, okay.
3: which I thought was a okay. little okay. blue. Yeah. Okay. It was,
0: yeah. <laughs> Rob and Maddie are a little self-consumed. I
3: just, okay, No.
0: They are. We don't
2: have to worry about them listening to this podcast because it's all about them.
3: Oh, my God. Uh, you know, Tony,
0: are you getting that Rob and Matt <clears throat> party gifts to the people who came to the proposal party? Um, the reason right. that wall behind Tony is uh, totally white is she's cleaned it off because they're putting wallpaper up there. She is putting up the the Rob and Maddie uh, wallpaper. <laughs> uh which yeah. again which is big it's yeah. big i think you know it's just a repeating pattern of They'd... robin maddie you okay. know lip lock yeah, hey, Tony, what is new with this baby shower? So, this is
3: not
2: Robin Maddie? It's
3: not Robin yeah. Maddie. So it's one it's one of my best friends, um Lori. And so I'm like head of like the planning committee. Well, I've decided <gasps> to be head of the planning committee. So anyway. you
0: basically hip checked <laughs> some other women that really wanted to <laughs> no. be the head of
3: the I'm, plan. I, this I, got I,
0: political. This got no. ugly.
3: No, no, what never, and then I no. well, it did, has, but that's yeah. Tony has. got
0: control of the voting machines <laughs> for head of the planning committee. There were so,
3: Italian
0: lasers involved. This is an awful story, Tony. How much did you pay Rudy Giuliani to help you <laughs>
3: <Stop>! <laughs> become
0: <laughs> a head of the planning committee? No, so I'm, partner, I'm
3: partnered with our friend Kaylee, and as that, I don't, I, I'm just saying that. Like, I'm taking the lead. Because we have a event the planning lead. experience. Take, yeah. And the taking others the don't. But, because the others are
0: idiots. Let's face it. The others are not
2: capable. <laughs> yeah, they don't listen to our show.
3: Of
0: fucking writing a goddamn invitation to a boys. baby shower. What so
2: the fuck? It's not it's rocket science.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you took over. Uh, because those morons <laughs> are still sitting with construction paper and crayons doing nothing. Nothing. Go ahead, okay. Tony. <laughs> so...
3: so This one woman who's decided to handle the cake, which is fine, wrote this sentence that just makes me so angry when I think on it.
2: Oh, read it to us.
3: So she's talking about the cake, what kind of cake she's going to get, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, I don't think it needs to be a huge cake since most girls only eat a tiny slice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow.
2: Wow! Tony, I love your face right now. Yeah, wow. your face wow. is Boy, it it yeah. Okay,
3: first of all, what? Okay, I like as much cake as I can eat. One, two. <laughs> <laughs> this sentence. I'm not a girl. I'm a woman. Three. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's like such a stereotype. And four, it's like fat phobic and like fat shamey.
2: Yeah. Done. Hundred percent. I am so glad that we are talking Barbarella and Barbie <laughs> this week because we got it. We got to lay it down.
0: I don't think it's fat shaming at all. You know, she didn't say anything about fat. She just said most girls, and I think this is true. Most girls have just a teeny slice of cake. That's <laughs> so. You know what, Tony, that's
3: just. Oh statistics. my God! No, we've, no, that's just, that's just science.
0: We've had someone from Pew Research on our show before, and so and right. and this is just statistics, girls. Have a, a teeny s- slice of cake. You that's know? just so not true. No. So that is such true. antiquated
4: thinking. Yes. No, not not at all. Pull Girls up have a. Stone. Women oh, aren't going to eat in front of men because they want to appear dainty.
3: So I'm going to cake at the shower. My plan is to take half the cake on my plate and then just eat it in front oh, of her. Oh, that's
0: funny. And, wow.
4: And wow. look
3: her just like in the eyes while I eat it slowly. Yeah. Yay.
4: That's a direct yeah. way to handle your feelings.
3: Yeah, I feel like it's really oh direct. <laughs> 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 I almost wrote many passive-aggressive responses, but I didn't.
0: What's her name? Why don't I take care of no, it? What's I'm her? No, I don't want yeah. to say names. I don't want to say names. No, It's Jeanette, isn't it? It's Jeanette. No, I'm say Mary. I remember. I, it's I
3: already feel Ju- bad about the Ma- Robbie and, like, Maddie and Rob don't even know how much we talk about them on the podcast.
0: How could they? Their heads are up their own asses.
3: I'm trying to find the right time to tell her.
0: Wait, wait until Jeanette Willens finds out the kind of stuff you've been yeah. saying about her. Uh, fat, shaming, <laughs> stereotypical.
3: I can't get over it. And it's funny, Kaylee, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't use Kaylee's name, but um, Kaylee like sent me a text immediately. It was like, oh my God, did you see this?
0: This is bridesmaids all over again. This, <laughs> yeah. This it is like Mean Girls and Bridesmaids. It's, it's backstabby. Um, By the way, how much work is there to putting together a baby shower? You just was you ask a day, that. You put some invitations so, in the mail. I, do I don't even know why you need a cake. No, we
3: didn't mail invitations. So we emailed them. Um, okay. But yeah. yeah. I, Fine. So I d- created a Canva. Um, so a Kaylee what? put a Canva. Like I used Canva to create the invitation. Oh, and I then see. Kaylee put together a creative look deck so that we could have a mood board.
0: <laughs> a move board and a creative look
3: deck? <laughs> a mood board.
0: Oh, my God.
4: Basically I'm putting gonna...
3: together the color scheme and the overall look and feel of the event. <laughs> I feel
0: bad for any kid being born into this world that you're describing.
3: No. <laughs> so we're hosting it at the Wildlife Learning Center in Silmar because with the party, you get a 45-minute presentation with animals.
0: There's not an animal In the wildlife sanctuary that isn't excited about (laughs) Emma's birth.
2: And also, ask any obstetrician: nothing is better for deeply pregnant women than to be around wild animals.
3: Yeah, especially their excrement. Yes. She's not going to hold them and touch them. The mother to be, the mother to be, doesn't want to play any games. So we're not playing any games. She does not want to open gifts in front of anyone. We also had to curate a menu. Curate then- a <laughs> menu. Really, curate a menu. <laughs> So the theme is like safari jungle vibe.
0: Are those the sheek. kind of animals that you're going to be seeing sheek. in the? So yeah, sheek. that's a good question. In the sanctuary, so there's a potential <laughs> she- that the fetus could just be clawed out of this woman no. right before. Oh the my God, why
3: would you say that?
2: That's terrible, Paula. So,
0: so, you're gonna be sitting <laughs> yeah. around eating
2: like wildebeest kebabs? No!
3: Okay, it's all vegetarian. Watching
2: this lemur tearing apart it's the. It's all vegetarian.
3: The mother to be the is a vegetarian. Uh huh. You can't have confetti because it can blow into like the animal habitats. Well, I, why would you have
0: confetti <laughs> anyways? Jesus!
3: Well, there's gonna be a mimosa
0: bar. Oh, yeah, you want to drink a lot when you're pregnant. That's something. This is so important to bring up. You know, for the longest time, they thought you weren't supposed to drink when you're pregnant, but they've changed that. Science science has found. Other people aren't pregnant. Well. You know, I have
2: found with pregnant women, if they've had a few drinks in them, it hurts less when the leopard jumps on them.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
3: Oh, my God. I feel like the
0: safari theme. This is
3: going to come back, and like, like, my ass already hurts from the bite.
0: What do you mean your ass hurts from the bite? Are you talking about the animal sanctuary again? (laughs) I told you don't do that. Wow. How many people? 30 to 35.
4: So you don't
2: need a big cake for 35 girls. They barely eat a bite.
0: Girls just pick at the... It's not girls. Why not cake pops? For the little cutie pie girls. Yeah. The
4: dainty eaters. Get like six cake pops and, and you know, Got five it. girls
2: to each yeah. cake pop. And they
0: can, sh- you're right, each one can nibble a little bit off the cake pop. I just
2: nibble a little. There'll still be some left over for the animals.
0: Well, no, then you have the stick left over to try to fend off the tiger that's no going to rip the fetus out of the... <laughs>
3: So the mother-to-be did want to hold a sloth for her birthday, and they do a sloth experience, but her doctor told her she couldn't hold the sloth. So in lieu of holding the sloth, we get to, like, see the animals.
0: Her doctor told her not to hold a sloth.
4: You said she wanted to hold a sloth?
3: Oh, my God. Yeah, who does not? Everybody wants
2: to hold a sloth nowadays.
0: You know, every sloth alive (laughs) for their birthday (laughs) wants to be held by a human being. This is a well-known fact. Just like, wait a minute. Uh, when people turn sixty, dolphins love to swim with them.
3: That's these are just <laughs> facts. These are just. facts. I love sloths. I love oh
1: sloths. my god! You
2: know, every, a lot of people love sloths. A couple of years ago, we did a, a wait, wait, don't tell me with Kristen Bell, and she spent most of her interview. And by the way, that's a very well run show where people don't interrupt people. Um, but um, what ooh, show are you
1: talking about? She,
2: she, wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> She's she anyway, she's a yeah. she's Did she sloth enjoy obsessed. a sloth? You're, you're interrupting me, Bella. Yeah, Kristen Bell enjoyed Boy, sloths. this is
0: no way, wait, wait, don't tell me. I can tell you that. We could, <laughs> <we could. laughs>
2: sort of what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, anyway, she loves sloth and, and her husband got her. A I sloth find in- that
0: when I hear your voice, I just start to talk. That's what happens to me. I don't know. Tony, yeah, Bonnie, I noticed that. same it, thing. That comes across.
4: You know. Yeah, I kinda do the same thing.
3: Yeah. I wasn't hey. listening. I gotta be honest <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is our show in a bottle for you new <laughs> listeners. This is It doesn't get better than this, everybody. Hey, uh, Bonnie Burns, you're up in the Simi Valley, and I'm saying hello wait, to wait, you. Wait, wait, before we go away from down.
0: Tony, Tony, I just want to ask, because you're the lead planner of this ridiculous <laughs> event, and I'm wondering, is, are you the one who packs the first aid kit, and do, the, do, you, do you choose the color of the suture? That's what I'm wondering.
3: No one, okay, no one is getting injured. They do this for kids' birthdays. I'm sure it's safe. Okay, I don't want
4: to scare you, but Silmar is like the heart of where horrible things happen. It was the epicenter of two earthquakes. It's where like some cult the people off themselves. You're always hearing about horrible things happening in Silmar.
3: I've been to the Wildlife Learning Center. It's a lovely place. But they do wonderful things. I
4: really want to say hi to Bonnie now, Probably. which is the first time
2: I've ever uttered that sentence.
1: And, <laughs> honestly, uh, Vic, hey,
3: honestly, Vic, take out all this part. It's kind
4: of a bummer. I shouldn't have said the thing about no. Silmar. can Now
2: of you that. have to leave it in. No, no yeah. <laughs> I get rid of it.
4: As hey, Paula, film, did you yeah. have a fart in Silmar? <laughs>
2: oh my, <laughs> oh, <laughs> my <laughs> gosh! Yeah. Hey, right. Hey, Bonnie yeah. Burns. What's new with you?
4: Talk to are me. we still in the cold open no we're like in no, the body no, we, of the show. We started the show you know but- I think I should pass because I think we've spoken so much to Tony and I think yeah. for me to open up the door on a whole new thing is I should pass
0: Tony is always doing some party for some lame friend <laughs> and it's it takes up a yeah, lot of time. And this time. segment went on because Tony,
2: much like Rob and Maddie, it's all about her. Oh, yeah, my God.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Tony.
0: <laughs> t- Tony. Um, uh, you know, Tony, we uh, we were going to save this for your <laughs> annual review, but really. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Tony, if you can yeah. just follow the rules a little bit better. <laughs>
2: A little bit better.
0: Yeah, we will have a locker for you in the dressing room. Okay. Um, okay. So that's yeah. something to look forward to. But but like when I say, how are you? We don't want a
2: half an hour worth of stuff, okay? Yeah,
0: yeah. always with the, you know, and all the tales of the drinking and the flooding. It's just been a <laughs> lot.
2: It's a lot, Tony. You're a lot. <laughs>
3: it's not the first time I've been told that. <laughs> Tony. Tony.
0: Tony. Tony. <laughs> Sometimes people on like Facebook and stuff say that we're mean to Tony, and I don't think that's true. We're not mean to her. So they don't it? know how
2: she treats us behind a... Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of people I think don't. We're really. nice
4: to her. No. Noah. <laughs> Noah. We love Tony. <laughs> <laughs> of course we love Tony. Tony was like a little baby
0: five years ago
4: when she
1: came to work for us. Was a little
0: baby. I remember finding her in that basket swaddled.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Coming up.
2: After all these years, Jane Fonda remains a controversial figure for what she did in the 60s. Was it all worthwhile or even necessary? Can she ever be forgiven? I'm talking, of course, about Barbarella, and our review is next when we come back. Hey, Paula. You know...
0: On this day in unremarkable history, Laura Ingles Wilder said, Yes, Ma, I'm taking a sh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll
2: leave in both. Go ahead, I'm going to
1: take
0: a Laura Ingalls Wilder
1: said. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) On this day in unremarkable history, Laura Ingalls Wilder. Fuck me. On this day in unremarkable history, Laura Ingalls Wilder said, "Yes, ma." <laughs> All right, okay. I got this.
2: You got this. All you got right. this do on it. lockdown, Poundstone. Right. You, you can, can do, do this.
0: You can do it. On, uh, you know what? You three, can't do it. Three people are going to notice me on LinkedIn next week. <laughs> <laughs> on this day in unremarkable history... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> On this day in unremarkable history, Laura Ingalls Wilder said, Yes, Ma. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what?
0: You
4: can do it. You can do it. I know you can do it.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, I got this.
1: Okay.
0: <clears throat> On this day in unremarkable history, Laura Ingalls Wilder said, Yes, Ma, I'm taking <laughs> a... <laughs> Maybe have a sip of water. <laughs> That'll definitely help. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, this is the one. On this day in unremarkable history, Laura Ingalls Wilder said, Yes, Ma, I'm taking a shit... <laughs>
4: She, she did! did. She, she was did that it? No.
2: no! Yeah. that was the end? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's got to be the end. Where do you go after that?
1: <laughs> Where do you go after that?
2: <laughs> there's nowhere to go after Laura Ingalls tells her mom she's taking a shit. Uh,
0: that's well, Paula, a was there more? Yeah, there's more! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> uh, okay, wait. Uh, Alright, here we go. On this day in unremarkable history, Laura Ingalls Wilder said, Yes, Ma! I'm taking a shit. I'll be out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How about this? All right. How about this? On this day in unremarkable history, Laura Ingalls Wilder said, Pa, is that the house there on the prairie? It's so little. (laughs) All
4: right.
0: Here we go. We we know
2: that that's not the one. I
0: can not guess, but let's go. On this day in unremarkable history, Laura Ingalls Wilder said, "Yes, Ma, I'm taking a shit. I'll be out to help with the milk and the sewing in a minute."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God.
2: Thank you, house band Justin Bracobian. We are back. And Justin, we are yes, going to Justin. introduce you to Julie someday. And maybe you guys can figure out if you're related. <laughs> hey, Paula Poundstone. You know what's happening this summer for the last 10 days? The entire world has been ablaze with this so-called Barbenheimer thing. The, yeah. the movie industry was single-handedly or maybe double-handedly brought back to life with the blockbuster premiere of both the Christopher Nolan film Oppenheimer, which did great at the box office, and that new film Barbie, which has done even better at the box office in its first weekend, including Monday. That thing brought in $400 million worldwide.
0: Wow. So you're saying, um, I mean, it would take us podcasting like at least a couple of months (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> money <laughs> to bring in that kind of money to, so to that's ba- to bring in that kind of change yeah, and so they did it really in the impressive. weekend. yeah and that's yeah. with t-shirts that's also with t- does that include merch on the on the
2: not not for barbie no
0: oh okay Th- all right well then yeah okay
2: so and both my kids have seen barbie both of them want to see it again wow um it is Blockbuster material, and and you know we here at Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone has a long-standing tradition that when a movie of note hits the theaters, we help our listeners not by reviewing that movie, but by reviewing a movie that will help them decide whether to go see that movie, and also help us decide. Yeah,
0: a movie that's similar. Like for example, last summer you'll recall Bullet Train with Brad Pitt was out, and so we reviewed uh, Adam uh, Titanic um, because mm-hmm. they were both. Uh, transportation films. Yes. And when the new Men in Black movie came out, we reviewed Smurfs. Yeah, because it was, uh, you know, people of a particular color. Uh, So it's been a very helpful technique. A lot of listeners have written in and said that they appreciate the guidance because people don't just, especially now, nobody wants to just throw their money away on movie tickets. And there's a lot of people that haven't yet seen Barbie. um, And so they don't know, should I see it? Should I not? And that's why we're helping. We watched and are about to review uh, Barbarella. Um, Barbarella, the 1968
2: Jane Fonda science fiction film. And just so everybody knows, the reason we chose Barbarella is not just because Barbarella sounds like Barbie. That would be ridiculous. Paula, oh, tell that's them the stupid. reason.
0: That's childish. No, it's really because Barbarella sounds like Barbie. I, I, no, that's uh, exactly that, why we yeah, did it. That is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you and I, neither of us had seen Barbarella. Oh, I thought you had before. Because I bl- Oh, God, no. I, I blame you. A lot of times the movies that I've been forced to watch um, yeah. really have uh, been so bad. And generally speaking, yeah. they've been your idea.
2: That's almost entirely untrue. No, that's almost <laughs> true, I
0: think. It's almost no, true. Well, Paula picks
2: the movies, but um, I, don't I often the like the movies.
0: No, you, you Yeah, almost it, always what, the I, what Predator you made me watch. What was the other one? Pacific Rim, Fast and F- Furious. I didn't choose I didn't select that, Fast no, and Furious. No, that was your, yeah.
3: Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, my
0: I God. didn't select that one either. It's been it's been rough. Let me just say these episodes have been rough. I mean, I would obviously like to do Little House on the Prairie movie. <laughs>
1: um, <yeah>. <laughs> but... <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but I never let you. Um, hey,
1: you know, it's coming. Um,
2: Surely it's coming. We could, we could probably get some Little House on the Prairie stars on this program if you're interested. Man, I would love that. My sister lives right down the street from Melissa Gilbert. They're
4: friends. Just say the word, Paula.
0: Wow. Half wow. point.
4: We'll be right back. Wouldn't it be funny if we went away and then we came back and it was with Melissa Gilbert? That'd be pretty uh, cool. Yeah,
0: she's busy now because she's in the little house. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Take a, taking
2: a shit, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, but let's get let's get to the subject at hand. The movie let's neither of us had seen. The '60s sci-fi psychedelic classics, *Barbarella*. Here, I've prepared a summary, as I always do, having watched the movie now. We open in a groovy, shag carpeted space capsule where an unidentified space fiction slowly strips off a silver spacesuit to a psychedelic Tom Jones knockoff tune. The camera orgiastically leering at every inch of her long, supple flesh and tracing her every curve until she is completely nude and completely without context. And that ends the credit sequence and probably the classiest and most coherent <laughs> part of Barbarella. What follows is a campy space opera in which Barbarella, a bombshell agent of future Earth's entirely peaceful but weirdly sexless utopia, travels to the Tau Seti system to track down missing scientist Duran Durand, whose new invention is some kind of death ray. Along the way, Barbarella, a complete innocent, learns about all kinds of archaic customs like sex, and sexual intercourse (laughs) and also sex. (laughs) The sexy Barbarella sexes up an ice pirate who teaches her about actual sex and then takes her to the labyrinth where she sexes up a blind angel good enough to help him fly her to the city of the sexy great tyrant where she escapes and gets sexy with the leader of the rebellion but gets captured by Duran Durand, who imprisons her in the sexy orgasmatron which our heroine sexes up so sexily (laughs) that it blows up causing the oversex scientist to kill pretty much everybody and his city, leaving only sexy Barbarella, the sexy angel, and the aforementioned sexy great tyrant, who fly off into the sexosphere, the end. Wow.
0: That pretty much captures it. That's good. It does, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, it really rolls off the tongue, too, doesn't it? It's uh, It flows. Yeah. All right, let me just say, I asked Wendell to put Barbarella on my television screen, and, uh... I came into the house and and, and he had done it. There was a thumbnail, you know, picture of the title shot on the television screen with some words beside it. So great. Wendell had it all ready to go. It would be a few hours before I actually watched because I had work and chores to do. But Wendell showed me what I was supposed to do. Now, I have four remote controls. I only use two. But I keep all four on the butler table that I also use to hold my beverages while we record the podcast, so I always take all four remote controls off of the butler table and put them on my desk until the podcast taping is over. They're there now. Uh, TikTokers, go to my TikTok account uh, at Paula LB Stone. I'll make a little video showing you. It's fascinating. Peek behind the curtain. Then when the podcast is done, I put all four back on the butler table uh, 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 so remember, uh, uh, TikTokers, look for the TikTok video, Remote Controls Part 2, uh, and you'll see them back on the uh, uh, on the butler table. Um, so Wendell took the two remote controls that I use hours before I was going to watch Barbarella and showed me a series of buttons that I would push to get it started. The beginning part of the series of buttons he showed me, I recognized from something a lieutenant did in the hunt for Red October. <laughs> uh, by the way, there were there were two different ways you could do it, and, and he showed me both. So he, I got my chores done, and by early evening, I sat down in my yellow Adirondack chair to watch Barbarella so that we can informedly recommend to our listeners whether or not they should go see the Barbie movie. I pushed two buttons, and the DVD of Better Call Saul began to play. So I I had to call uh, Wendell in to help me, and he'd seen Barbarella already, so he was very annoyed that...
2: That it was not on the screen.
0: He wanted to look at her breasts, and uh, (laughs) um, yeah, he had kind of been looking forward to that. And now Jonathan Banks was on the screen, and he didn't even have his shirt off, so... Uh, Wendell was finally able to make the movie play. Adam, I want to tell you, a world opened up to me. Really? A, a world that I would have closed if I knew how. Um, <laughs> okay. The the first thing, like I don't, I, you described something that I didn't see, and uh, uh, the first thing I saw was someone dangling from the ceiling in a large spacesuit. Yeah. And you can't tell who it is. The person who we find is a, is a young Jane Fonda, who's Barbarella. She takes the spacesuit off um, in pieces, like one arm, one leg. I, and I related to that part, of course, because I've been dangled from the ceiling and the <laughs> legs of my khaki cargo pants zip off uh, and okay. turn into shorts. So at this point, I was riveted. The sets, I would love to see the you know the cost breakdowns of making this movie because the sets yeah. were just... When my kids were little, we we drew a bunch of pictures of our summer vacation plans, and we taped them together in a long row and rolled uh, the long row around a cardboard paper towel tube, then taped the end to another paper towel tube and made it into like a scroll by turning the second paper towel tube. This would have provided a more realistic backdrop (laughs) than what I saw on Barbara Wow.
2: Yeah, to say it looks cheap is to insult other cheap things. <laughs> yeah, no, it was bad. It's shot in this light. I mean, her, her space capsule looks like a shag-carpeted rec room.
0: Yeah, it, it, yeah. The, she, she gets her instructions that she's supposed to go look for Duran Duran and where she has... And so she lies down in her bed on the floor. Again, I related. And um, <laughs> she says to this this sort of uh, a disembodied voice... Which I assume was like an early Alexa. She says, uh, <laughs> Wake me up in 154 hours. And I was so fucking jealous. Yeah. I would, <laughs> that for me was the best part of the movie. I'm like, man, would yeah. I love to sleep for 154 when, hours. When she arrived on the new planet, okay, remember this part, Adam? She arrives on the new planet, she's attacked by these beings.
2: Little girls, yeah.
0: They were played by children. And the children were wearing wigs. But the performers, the the children were at the age where they have really big front teeth. Yes. And I have to say, that was scary. Kids, when they have the really big, like about seven or eight, they have giant front teeth. Yeah, And then these kids sick these mechanical dolls with
2: with sharp teeth on Barbarella.
0: They do. Yeah. And now she's tied up. And they break the skin in several places on Barbara. Yeah, they, they they bite off her
2: clothes and
0: and leave her a little bloodied. Wow. Yeah, but she doesn't even seem she seems scared, but not in pain. She's one tough cookie, this Barbarella.
2: Yeah, she sure is.
0: <laughs> now I wrote I take notes while I'm watching these movies because the you know because it's important to me that the entertainment dollars of nobody listens to Paula Poundstone listeners go to the right place. So I do take notes, mm-hmm. but I have to say. I wrote this one note to myself that I've totally forgotten what it meant. Perhaps you can help me? Okay. I wrote, the black guards are without fleshy substance. That's a direct quote, I think, from the movie. It sounds like it. At one point when she is
2: in the labyrinth, uh, this is before she manages to have sex with the angel to the point where he can fly again. They get attacked by black guards from the city, and they use a gun to shoot these uh, black armor-clad guards. Only to see that their their armor is empty. There's no there's no flesh inside their armor.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. Right. They, yeah, that because it didn't sound like something I would say. I guess I just no. Was, it's quotes <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, I was taken. Not a good
2: quote. There's nothing. almost no good quotes in this movie.
0: No, nothing memorable. It's not Life of Brian. That's for sure. Um, I didn't take notes on a lot of it because I was just exhausted from my jaw hanging open.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot.
0: Yeah, we're lucky it wasn't like a big you know sometimes at night in the summer how the beetles fly in you know through the holes in the screen and stuff I'm lucky it was not a big beetle night because I would have been I would have been crunching all night long (laughs) Um, but in the future world when she's still on the earth planet she refers
2: she's never on earth
0: oh okay she's in the spaceship no she refers to the president of the republic of earth yes yeah and and She's in Earth orbit at the beginning. Oh, I see. Okay. Because that that was helpful to me because I could see the film's influence on DeSantis. (laughs) Oh. And then when she she lands on this other planet, uh, there's a character, as you mentioned, called the Great Tyrant. So you can see the film's early influence on Trump. There's a lot of yeah. history in this film. There's a lot of that. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure as soon as Trump as a boy sat in the movie theater watching this, um, shoving popcorn into his <laughs> mouth, uh, I'm sure that he said, I'll be the greatest tyrant. Uh, very, very yeah, strong. As soon as he was called a tyrant. Yeah, very strong. Very tyranty.
2: Let me just uh, focus us in on, on what's going on in this movie, though. I mean, I think it's worth pointing out that the acting and writing is just, Plain, t- except for Jane Fonda and maybe one other actor. It's just plain terrible performances, and seemingly written by a child, but an oversexed child, like maybe an eleven-year-old boy.
0: Yeah, it really looked a lot like a kid's project that he presented yeah. to his class. <laughs> um, but naughty. And one of the things I noticed on the new planet was that the characters often arrived into a room using what looked like a giant habit trail. So like a I tube. Th- in 68 probably was when having a hamster as a pet and then all the all the toys and shit that you can get for your hamster were probably very popular back then. There are a lot of lava lamp looking things. I think uh, Peter Brady's papier-mâché volcano was featured. <laughs> that
2: sort of thing. We can say some positive things about the movie. You can't. I will. Number one, it was witless except... <laughs> the convention that every time she walked into a room, somehow there had been a costume change and the costumes were just absolutely ridiculous and somewhat fabulous, um, I thought was a positive. I mean, that was kind of campy. Every time she'd leave, she'd say, like, ah, oh, I can't be in this. She'd leave, she'd come back, and she was in some kind of other crazy space-age costume designed by a couple of really, really well-known Italian designers. I can't remember both their names, one of them was Paco Raban
0: Liberace gave it a thumbs up. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, the costumes were crazy. A, he gave
0: it a two thumbs up, and he, and he was green with envy. Um, I have to say, in the defense of the people who made the movie, you know, the movie came out in 1968. There was not... A lot going on in 1968. Not a lot. Wait a minute. No, not a lot to comment on. Uh, You know, it's time to kick back. I think and dangle Jane Fonda from the ceiling and make sex (laughs) jokes. That really was the kind. It gives. It gives you. I think it was
2: also the year that 2001: A Space Odyssey, the Stanley Kubrick epic that single-handedly elevated science fiction to another plane, really came out. So a lot of similarity there. I would
0: not call that single-handed. I think Barbarella. Barbarella is really the the thinking man science fiction, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, there just wasn't. All right, so in this future, um, they take a pill and touch hands to have sex. Uh, so of course, yeah. there's there were a lot of jokes where the guys would say, "Let's you know, let's do it the old fashioned way." And I think in the real future, instead of old fashioned sex, people will just take a pill and put their hands on a copy of Get a Life, Chloe Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Tony Anita Hull's erotica literary romance novel book club pick. Um, It's an awful movie. Yeah, it's really terrible. You know, Jane Fonda looks beautiful in this.
2: Oh, she's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. She's naked at the beginning and in all kinds of states of undress and orgasm, uh, like in that machine throughout the movie. And even me, uh, you know, just sort of a very typical cisgender straight American male.
0: A virile guy. A virile tough guy. Come
2: on. A virile tough guy. <laughs> let yeah, come me. on. Give Couldn't yourself. get that into it because yeah. the way the camera treated her was distractingly shitty. You know it was just like too many shots uh, I, as much as I would like to ogle Jane Fonda it was it just you're, you're, it, you're it, a guy I with, was offended on her behalf
0: you're a guy with uh, uh, it's sexual animal tendencies uh, you're you're you are uh
2: you I'm carnality incarnate, no doubt. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> yeah,
0: even
2: I was a little offended by the way that they just kept placing the camera under her butt and shit like that and it was just it was supposed to be funny and it's clearly not funny. Except for one moment because I think the other actor who was good was that guy who played the leader of the rebellion who eventually has uh, pill ha- and hand sex with her instead of having regular sex with her. Yeah. And at one point, she's just been attacked by birds, so she's all bloodied up and undressed again. Yeah, it
0: was the second time. And by the way, she healed from the dolls so rapidly. Mm-hmm. Apparently, happened rapidly. the and then and the she birds got... had
2: to bloody her up again. Yeah,
0: and then she got attacked attacked by birds. She looks tousled and
2: sweaty and just altogether fantastic in a tousled, sweaty way. Yeah. And the head of the rebellion says to her, wow, looks at her and goes, wow, duh. Are you like all the other Earth girls? And there's a, the camera's just on Jane Fonda, so she has a moment to actually deliver a line with some wit. And she says, I- I'm about average. <laughs> and that made me laugh. It was, it was so funny the way she delivered that line. And, and she looked so fantastic in that moment that I was like, if we could have more of this 10 seconds of movie, uh, that this might be a movie wa- worth watching. But it wasn't.
0: Yeah. Okay. It could start like the Okay. That 10 seconds could be like a wad of dough, right? And then you roll it out.
1: You roll that R- out.
0: Yeah. You roll You roll. You know, I'll tell you I've heard of Barbarella before. I read Jane Fonda's uh, autobiography and, I, and she talked about it in there. But honestly, I forgot a lot of what she said about it. I remembered that she was hung from a ceiling. That I did remember, but I had never seen it and, until the other night. But no one ever warned me that it was just awful.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's really terrible. And I have a high tolerance for cheap-looking sci-fi with a sense of camp.
0: Boy, you're not kidding.
2: (laughs) I happen to love the uh, 1980 film Flash Gordon by Dino De Laurentiis, who also produced uh, Barbarella. I think is tremendously fun. And that's a cheap-looking sci-fi film. But
4: this one, directed by Bonnie, who's it directed by? It was directed by an auteur... Roger Vadim, who was known to be a terrific director. He was married to Bridget Bardot and Catherine Deneuve before he married Jane Fonda. And I remember seeing this movie at screening at the Directors Guild Theater, which has this just giant screen. Oh, wow. And everybody was just like, oh, okay, we're going to see the Roger Vadim movie with Jane Fonda. Like expecting it to be something great and literally walking out of there and going... So he loves having sex with her, and this whole movie was just, like, his <laughs> sexual stuff, and none of it made any sense. I mean, you've actually made it have more sense, Adam. summary I was just like, I miss that, I miss that. We were all completely puzzled.
2: I'm, I'm a sci-fi head. I, I, had to, I had to ferret the plot out of that steaming pile of, of garbage. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I, you know, I, I hope that I'm not being unfair, because in truth... Just after she was attacked by the birds, I think it was, my doorbell rang <laughs> and it was a it was a cow solicitor and I didn't know how to pause. So I, I left it running while I got up to answer the door. And in fairness, it may have gotten really good right then and then sucked again by the time <laughs> I got back. Do
2: you know what's weird, Paula? <laughs> that scene after the birds where she meets that guy who plays the, uh, the head of the rebellion is the only funny scene in the movie. That's where that moment I was telling you about was from. I missed it. There's a lot of schtick <laughs> where none of his like secret doors and stuff work, so he keeps having to embarrassedly mutter to his minions, use the regular door, and stuff like that. And there's there's moments in that scene that are funny that are not repeated later in the movie. So that CalPurg person just kind of fucked you over there.
0: Yeah. Well, so maybe this isn't really a fair review on my part because I did start <laughs> calling real estate agents and Kingdom Halls trying to get someone to come by. Uh, and ring my doorbell again, and tell me that I'm going to hell, or to leave me off a notepad with their face on it, just so I could miss some more of this awful movie. And by the way, here's something you never see: a Barbarella soundtrack. Was that ever available? You know what? I
2: bet you could. There were like three or four original songs recorded by a by a genuine recording artist who decided he was going to make Ursat's Tom Jones. 60s-esque hit
0: the music was excruciating uh, it was it was hard uh, okay here's a lyric that i wrote down this is a memorable lyric a teacher is learning though ignorance is bliss
2: yeah that yeah, it's, it was so. very 60s and i think in that way that movie kind of skated by because uh you know because of the music and the art and the psychedelia you know you could excuse that it was a pile of shit maybe yeah. Tony's nodding. Have you looked up some stuff, Tony? So
3: there is a, there appears to Tony's be- Tony's Googling. There, Yeah, there does appear to be a soundtrack. Really?
1: Oh. Oh. You can oh my listen God.
3: to the whole soundtrack on Apple Music. Um, it's a soundtrack by Bob Crew Generation in the Glitter House. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Yeah, The
0: Glitter House. That's a... Yeah.
2: That's or you could listen to a Best of Tom Jones and have a much better time. Yeah. It's not unusual.
0: Hey, Adam! Adam! Answer the phone! What? <laughs> answer the phone!
2: <laughs> Haven't we done enough to our listeners? Adam, answer the, uh, listen? answer,
0: the, answer the phone!
2: Here's an idea. Why don't I ignore the phone? No, you time? answer the phone! All right, all right. Um, Hello?
0: Hey, man, it's me, Mike boom-boom Bonifant. <laughs> uh, am I the 100th caller? Hey, Mike. <laughs> it's
2: actually good to hear from you. No, you're the 16th caller, I think. Uh, or uh, maybe 17th. 16th. Uh, I'm going to go with 16.
0: Really? You you don't even fucking know how many callers you've had <laughs> on your own contest? Uh,
2: truth to tell, Mike, it's not really my contest, per se. Yeah, it
0: is. It is. The prize is a biographical tour of the places that made you the man you are today. You, you went to Italy, man. You saw the Davy, that statue with the big, you know, the big, the big, uh, uh the big amita uh, balls. That that must have made you a part, part of the man you are today. It's your contest.
2: Mike, for, for one, that's the David, and he's not that well endowed, really. Uh, but Paula started the contest. I, I didn't even want to do it. You don't? No, not really. She's making you? I wouldn't say she's making me, but,
0: yeah, I mean... No, that! She, you know, so... Bitch! I don't know how you work with her, man. She's awful!
2: <laughs> no, 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 Mike. I got to cut you off right there. Now, come on. She's not awful. She's my partner on the show, and, uh, you know, and and, and and you will show respect to my fr- partner and friend, Paula Poundstone. We're doing the show right now, by the way. We're uh, right in the middle of reviewing Barbarella to tell our listeners if they should uh, go see the Barbie movie.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's what I called, man. I want to say something about that. People should go see the Barbie movie because Barbarella is a great fucking film. I mean, what? that Barbarella has some quotidians, huh? Right? <laughs> those, are, those are some fungible quotidians. The, the Barbie movie should be fucking great, man.
2: Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, Mike.
0: Uh, we're going to get back to the rest of the show now. Sure, man. I'll go back. Uh, it'll be great to hang out with you after the game.
2: Not going to happen. Great. Uh, hey, bye, Mike.
0: Uh, bye, Adam.
2: Yeah, I could see Mike Boom Boom Bonifit liking that movie. Although, you know, it plays like one of those 70s kind of silly softcore porn movie, but doesn't even deliver in the, in the neighborhood of softcore porn, really. There's not a lot of sex for all the
0: sex that's being had there. You know, it calls upon the viewer to use their imagination, Adam. <laughs> i i think it does because there certainly isn't a
2: lot of imagination on the screen
0: yeah. uh, it's just uh, so you know what
2: it's not I, time for your verdict yet uh, okay it's okay not, good that's I'm after not the break
0: it. all right Th- okay okay
2: Whew, boy, thanks for stopping me. I had to, because we're evaluating Barbarella as a means of telling people whether or not they should see Barbie, but we do that evaluation after the break. So, coming up, you've heard our review, but can you guess whether or not we're going to recommend Barbie? We will stand firmly on our own impossibly small and pointy feet when we come back. <laughs> The cat of the week is Linus from Shoreline, Washington. And now, a news update from the dental chair.
0: Kelly McCarthy was sitting in
2: This has been a news update from the dental chair. Fun fact, Australia is wider than the moon. It just dresses better. And we're back. Thank you to house band Justin Berkobian. Yeah, Justin. So, Paula Poundstone, in our previous segment, in case people are tuning in right now, which in the age of podcasts is kind of an impossibility, but to recap, we just reviewed Barbarella, and now comes the time when we say, based on our viewing of Barbarella, should our listeners see the Barbie film?
0: Based on our viewing of Barbarella, Mm -hmm. I would say, (laughs) stay as far away from the Barbie film as you possibly can. (laughs) Anything that begins with B-A-R, don't
2: do it. I'm going to take the opposing view there because I, I do think our movies that we watch rarely have that much directly in common with not the true. movie that we watch. Not true. Not true at all. Not, not true. And we'll That's agree exactly to That's exactly why that. we do
0: it, Adam, because we have an insight into film. No, you know what? I've I have heard that the Barbie movie is terrific and the right wing doesn't want you to see it uh for whatever weird right wing reasons and therefore I'm going to break with our tradition and say that I think you I think you should see it. I'd certainly like to. I haven't. But here's the thing. Don't confuse it with voting. <laughs> 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 you know, when it's time to vote, by God, you go vote. And, and you vote Right, because we could easily find ourselves in
2: a world, again, where, where the attitudes are more like Barbarella than they are in Barbie. Well,
0: and that, ex- that, that, thank that could you. happen
2: if you don't yeah. vote. So yeah. go okay. out there and vote.
0: Every woman like myself could be hung from a ceiling somewhere and just robed slowly. Yeah, and
2: as appealing as that might sound
0: notionally, when you see it in <laughs> Barbarella,
2: you realize that it's not always as great as you picture it. Um, I'm I'm going to agree with Paula Poundstone on every aspect of this review and our subsequent reviewing of Barbie. All right, um, wow. that was fun, everybody. Hey, nobodies! If you have a question or comment, or or if you want to recommend a movie that we should watch, that might be a good movie to review, some upcoming movie with boy that was a sentence i almost didn't fight my way out of you can reach us at nobody listens to paula poundstone at gmail.com or visit our fantastic new website nobody listens to paula poundstone.com where you can leave a comment check in with the cat of the week or even buy some of the fantastic swag that we have there you can be a nobody proudly like tony anita hull is at nobody listens to paula poundstone.com hey um Paula, what's going
0: on in the Poundstone product empire this week? Well, you know, Adam, I've always struggled with marketing. And this is where climate change, although, you know, I'm against uh, climate change. But this is where rising temperatures, which will cause flooding and crop loss, can actually work for me. I mean, people may just come to my shows for the air conditioning, silver lining. (laughs) I'll be in Peekskill, New York. At Paramount Hudson Valley on Saturday, August 12th, and it'll be cool. Plus, there'll be laughs. So, get your tickets at PaulaPoundstone.com. Remember, we used to give listeners an update on the Doomsday Clock? Remember we used to do that? Yeah, yeah, that was a cheery thing. It's kept by climate scientists, and we used to do it on every episode until the listeners complained that that was depressing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so... So I've been trying to look on the bright side of climate change. For example, people in Prescott, Arizona can join me at the Jim and Linda Lee Performing Arts Center at Yavapai College on Friday, August 8th. It'll be cool. And we'll laugh all night. See? Good news. Get your tickets at PaulaPoundstone.com. I'll be in Colorado Springs at Colorado Springs Fine Arts Center on Saturday, August 19th. Climate change should be bringing them into the cool air that night. Look on the bright side. We don't need every species, do we? (laughs) Get your tickets at PaulaPoundstone.com. And by the way, I'll be in San Francisco at the Presidio Theater on Friday, September 8th. It'll be cool and hip. Get your tickets at
2: PaulaPoundstone.com. Remember to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And everybody, if you still... Think there might be some hope for this earth that we're on. You might want to watch my new series, Unfucking the Planet. It's a comedy series that I directed and co-wrote. It's on YouTube. It's about the various ways that we might still, while enjoying cool shows with Paula Poundstone... Keep the planet just a tiny bit cooler. That's unfucking the planet. Go to uftp.world. And hey, have you liked what you've heard from Justin Bercobian on the harmonica tonight? Do you feel like maybe you could add something to that musical conversation that's happening behind me and Paula? Well, just send us a little message at nobodylistenstopaulapoundstone at gmail.com and let us know if you'd like to be a house band too. All right, that is our show. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam the Felber. Special thanks. To our house band Justin Berkobian. Yeah. Woo! Our show is produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Julie Burkobian. Yeah. Edited by Vic Lowry. Good luck with this one, Vic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? I think this is going to be a—it's going to be an editing nightmare for Vic.
2: Yeah, well, because uh, well, c- Tony wouldn't shut up about her, her oh baby right. shower. God,
0: with the baby shower and one of the party games is to measure how much the circumference of the
2: of the mother to be. <laughs> no,
0: yeah. it's how much she had dilated, and and I just think oh, that's oh, gross.
2: Oh, oh my God! <laughs> you know what? That could be a surprisingly fun part of any baby shower—the dilation part.
0: Tony, you're not here. Yeah, you know, at, at, at
2: Tony's baby shower, that's how they're going to decide how big the slices of cake should be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how dilated is she? Yeah, you, you don't, you don't have big slices of cake at a baby shower. That's ridiculous because it's girls. No, the girls don't girls. eat a lot. Yeah. Girls don't. Yeah. The girls just, just girls just they nibble around the edges and they just uh, nibble. They're so dainty. Yeah. They're Oh like my Barbarella. gosh! Yeah, they use like a tea fork, just, don't they?
2: Yeah, and, yeah, and, they use tea forks for yeah, cake and, 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 and they barely eat it.
0: And doilies. (laughs) They hold the cake in a doily. Uh, I went to, uh, okay, Andrea Rossler, who was always a lot more girly than me, um, but she was my age. They were family friends, the Rosslers. I went to a birthday party for her, and the um, party gifts for for the kids who went to the party were um, plastic headbands and... uh, you know, I was never much of a headband girl, but I wanted to <laughs> yeah. fit in, and so I, so I put got a headband. I put the headband on, and it's it's gruesome. Me in a headband. It's really not attractive. But um, you have but kind I of d- a high forehead. I do have kind of a high. You know, it's it's. I'm not. Uh, uh, who's the Florida guy? Ron DeSantis. No, the guy with the big forehead. Matt, Gaetz, Matt, Gaetz, Matt oh, Gates Matt Gates yeah. Matt Gates Oh sure oh, Matt Gaetz. He would never yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he would yeah, you, so okay you're you guys not are not here, Tony. Um, you're he, would here. Ne- he would he would never need a uh, headba- but you so okay time, so Tony. here's the thing so we were playing around you know, We were in the Rosslers living room and we were in the Rosslers mm-hmm. front yard and playing like kids mm-hmm. do right and I have my you play? and I have my plastic headband on and it has teeth in the top of it that's how it pushes your hair back and holds it so I don't know whatever possessed me to do this, but I had the headband on and then I did a headstand. And <gasps> I, yeah, and the teeth just drove into the top of my head. And Is that been... why you
2: still have that headband on your head to this day?
0: Well, I, can you still see it?
2: yeah it's very clearly. I mean, it's under your hair and skin seems yeah. to have grown mostly over it. yeah, but, it has
0: yeah. it's yeah, oh my god. I did that thing where I, where had the person like you know uh, you know feel the bumps in my head to tell my future phrenologist and, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah and she said she said, you're dead, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I wasn't. I just had those headband things. The headband. She was feeling the smooth plastic. It was plastic so the headband, yeah. painful. It was, you know. And Andrew Russell, by the way, is a lovely person. But you know, when I, yeah. when I flash back to that time of life, all I, I can remember know. is the excruciating pain on my head. From the teeth in the plastic headband, and by the way, snapped it right in half. That's the other thing. As you can, can you oh, see yeah, can on see the it. zoom yeah, picture? I'm pulling, oh no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like two parts, but it's they are so in left there
2: without a headband and with an injury and I,
0: and two parts of headband. Uh, you I blame know, my the whole Rossler family. My for skin that. has grown, and they were very nice family, but you know and that. Were they? they were no, they, they were. were. No, they really were. They were very, they, they were very. I, you know, and I wasn't. Uh, you know, I didn't say anything, or that I'm sure they would have. Well, at least had it removed. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, but it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea for a, a party gift because not everybody. You know, it's it because it's not appropriate for every. Uh, Everybody, there are some people who just are not smart enough to wear a headband. <laughs> I think well, they're I've... giving out headbands at, at,
4: at the bridal shower. No, uh, we're doing animal cookies. You're, not
3: here. Here. Animal you're not here. Animal
4: cookies is a cute Animal idea. crafters. You're,
3: you're, not, you're not, not here either. Jesus, neither one of you. Oh, my
4: God.
0: You know what, Vic? Cut all this out. Just cut the whole... But every I time hear... they
2: speak, just cut
0: it. I just want to hear Adam's introduction to the show. And then <laughs> and I want to hear Paula's take on Barbarella. And, no, I just... No, just Adam says, you know, uh, welcome to the show, and then uh-huh. the next thing is, um, don't see Barbie, and then that's the end. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's. I think
2: our listeners show. will like, will appreciate that, and yeah, and you know, without Bonnie's interruptions and Tony's grandstanding, it'll be more pleasant.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God.